Come on, God is so good all the time, all the time. Whew, Jesus, heaven is in the house. Come on, heaven's here. Why? Because Christ lives in you. And when you walked in this place, if it wasn't, then it, it is now. Do we believe that? No, like, do we really believe that heaven's at hand? Come on. I love it. Jeremy shared about when we were singing uh, the song, The Heaven's Come, The Heaven's Come. There was such an anointing in the room. And I love it. We all see different things, right? We see in part. And I, I just feel like I'm going to share this. This is part of my message. But I love how Jeremy actually used the words. He kind of overlaid like something came in. Well, in, my, in the spirit, I saw literally the courts, a court coming into the room. Like a courtroom, okay? There's a reason for this. This isn't just crazy. And I'm like, I could just feel it because there was something happening, right? Come on. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on? And he's like, I'm releasing my judgments and justice into this room right now. That's a good thing, folks. A lot of us were raised that the judgment of God's not a good thing. It's an incredible thing for the church. As a believer, when you come before the judgment seat, guess what? You've been sanctified. Remember last week? We're coming as saints. And it was interesting because all of a sudden my perspective was that I was sitting in the jury. And I'm like, what am I doing here, Lord? And he said, a lot of the church thinks they're sitting in, a, in the jury. There is no jury in the judgment and justice of God. Wow. There's Father God. Wow. And often we are the accusers trying to make a decision as a jury when the decision was already made, folks. Wow. It was already made. Then all of a sudden, later, actually it was, it was going on for a while, and later we're, and we're, and things are going on, and the Lord says, hey, you missed something. Who's sitting there? As the defendant. And I look while I'm sitting in the jury, looking, and it's me. And the Lord says, our biggest accusers are ourselves. We got to break that, folks. Come on. We have to realize that we have been washed by the blood. We have been cleansed. And God has already done everything. And the judgment of God is a good thing. And we actually need to declare. I actually have a teaching on this, but I don't have it here. And so... But we actually have to learn to declare the judgment and justice of God because when we declare our, the justice of God, that's a ruling that's already good in our favor. But we have to have a core value to actually believe that God is good, that he's a good, good father that actually wants to see you succeed, that he actually wants to see you blessed, he actually wants to see you healed. Come on, so often, how many of us, and you don't have to put your hand up, when we're, when we're feeling sick, we rationalize. Oh, I've been hit the last couple of weeks. We, our family got hit, and you have, it was a fight. You can ask my wife, in, my, in our minds, going, no, 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 that's just because there's a lot of sickness. Oh, it probably came from the kids from school. Who cares if that's the natural form? That's not the judgment of God. The judgment of God was when he died on the cross and he rose again, he paid for every sickness. He didn't say, oh, it's okay if, you, if it's the natural, you know. No. Some of us need to break off of allergies off our life. Oh, I just heard that. Come on, we got to stop agreeing with the enemy. And not beat yourself up and, and accuse yourself if you don't see the results. We don't actually live by experience, we live by the Word of God. 
And we live and, and believe this word, until, and this is our theology, until we actually experience what Jesus taught. Yeah, good. And we don't stop believing it until we actually see it. Yeah. Oh, we're talking word of faith. Yes, we are. <laughs> Just not the crazy stuff. Ha, it doesn't say I get a Lamborghini if I declare it. Yeah. It doesn't actually say that. Yeah. I'll try. My kids do it all the time. <laughs> I'm serious. I told them I wanted one when I was a kid, and my kids still remind me, Dad, God's going to give you a Lamborghini. I'm like, praise God. I don't know what I need it for. No, serious. I, had a, I actually had a phone call from a friend of mine, and he was with a bunch of wealthy business people. And he, and he said they were, these wealthy business people were asking the question, because like, they were frustrated. This is a true story. They're, they, they're frustrated with a lot of the church, specifically the ministries, having a poverty mentality. And he said it was the weirdest thing. They had this discussion. What if, because these are really wealthy people, what if we started buying pastors like very fancy cars? So he phoned me up and he said, they had, because these guys had asked their friends and said, no, we wouldn't take it. So my friend phoned me up and he said, and Samuel goes, would you take, would you take a Lambo? And I said, Sam, I won't just take a Lambo. I'll drive to ICBC and get a personal plate that says pastor just so people know. <laughs> he told them, I'm still waiting. <laughs> right? Why not? Come on. We got to think that because the judgment of God is good. He says you're a saint. Right? We need to stop being the accusers of others, but also the accusers of ourselves. Man, we could go home right after that. So if I haven't read the word. What, what is this thing doing here? It's a multiplication. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where that came from. Praise God. Man, I love it. Brent is moving in science and wonders, seeing God move. But in, in uh, Korea, then Mexico. Guess what? He's not a... Per He's, he's here, the same God, like Jeremy was praying. I love it. I love it. How, already in worship we, and in transition, we've been going after miracles. Come on, why not now? Why not? Do you realize that actually that's a... Oh, I wish I would have this teaching. When you release the judgments... I'm, get this, you guys. Go look at... I dare you to go home and look this stuff up. Even look up YouTube. Find videos on the judgments and justice of God. But make sure it's from a, a New Covenant perspective. Because there's some other teachings that are just going to tell you that you suck. Um, but you don't, because Jesus said, right? Right? Like you, I better, better stay somewhere here. <laughs> but it's true. See, Jesus understood that. What did he do? He went around doing what? Declaring, the kingdom of God is here. It's at hand. And he would grab somebody. Hey, the kingdom of God is here. And touch somebody. Aren't we supposed to look like Jesus? But until we actually believe for ourselves that God has touched us and we're in the kingdom of God, that we actually believe it, where it becomes a core value, that you are the answer, that you actually have something here. When you pray, you're not just going, giving the, the prayer just to, just, oh, hopefully Jesus, hopefully Jesus. No, we actually have to pray and believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the prayer of faith. And guess what? Faith is a gift. Yeah. Move in the gift of faith. That means it's not your responsibility. It's his. Come on. Now I'll start getting to my message maybe. Um, don't worry. I won't hold you too long. Um, Acts 4.13. This is the message that changed about 10 minutes before work, uh, service today. So um, I'll try to unpack this. But this Acts 4.13 verse is I've been just processing. And it's been on my mind lately. And I just, it's a very simple it says the council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men. 
Let's stop here for a second. What's ordinary? That's just everyday people. Again, I know, of course, you guys all know this because we're part of such an amazing uh, culture here, but I'm just going to keep on speaking over you guys, is that God wants to use you. He doesn't just want to use people that have a mic. He actually wants to use everyone else too. And get this, and I bring this up because we need to realize this because a lot of we take a lot of our teachings that we're speaking and apply it just as like positions in a church or something. But there's 97 plus percent of the church that actually is ministering outside of a building. And actually in those 3%, they actually that includes missionaries. Did you know that? It's 2 to 3% of Christians will ever get paid for doing what they're doing or raising support or whatever you're going to do. Strike that. Lord said, actually, I pay them all the time. There's, there's apostolic businesses rising up. There's godly teachers. Come on. There's godly, there's godly governmental people. Man, some of them are getting paid a lot better, too. No, honestly, we have, to, we have to expect to be used. But we actually have to believe that he wants to use you. And if you say, well, I know he wants to use me, but there's no way he could, that I'm, I, I can do that stuff. Man, if he's giving you a dream that's bigger than you, it's God. If you have a dream that you can do, you need to get some counsel. Right? Because you get to partner with Jesus. When Jesus comes into the equation, things change. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. Then they began to understand. What did they understand? The effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. When you bring Jesus into the equations, things change. But it takes that boldness. Well, I don't have boldness. Well, ask for it. That's what the disciples did. Grant us more boldness, Lord. Grant us courage, Lord. Some of us just need some more of the baptism of the fire. Or we need a fresh perspective. We have to believe. Give us the eyes to believe with courage. I love Daniel 3. I'm going to jump into Daniel 3. Because I feel like this is a word for us right now. Like I believe it's a word for every season. I love that. Did you know this word? It's just, it, it's, it fits in every season. Every season. Your answer's in here. And some of us just need to get back to some of our roots. Where when I grew up, it's like, guys, just read a proverb every day and it will change your life. But read something. Come on. We need to be in this word. So let's start on chapter 3 of Daniel, verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. So let's just set this up. Hopefully the church knows what I'm talking about already as soon as I bring up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But don't feel bad if you don't. Just go home and start reading your Bible. I don't, I've shared this before, but we, I, first of all, I want to congratulate. We, we graduated 30 students Wednesday night, win some. Come on. Come on. These are world changers. And you can join them next year. But Chris Walton, I don't, it was probably about, now it's probably at least seven years ago, probably at least. They have, they have like 1,200, and they cap out at 1,200 first year students. Yeah, come on, there's a grad right there. Guess what? He, got, he all of a sudden realized one day he was reading, I forget which uh, Bible, it might have been Daniel, or some Bible story. We all, most of us that grew up in the church had learned as little kids. 
And God's, and he just started talking like I was doing and didn't even set it up. And the Lord says, hey, these people don't even know what you're talking about. And honestly, he's like, yeah, right. Like everyone knows these stories. And he stopped and made them put their hands up. Hey, if right now, if I could ask you to share the story of like David and Goliath, how many people could do it right now? Less than half the room of 1,200 supernatural signs and wonders students wow. couldn't tell you the basics. Church, we got to wake up. Not, that's why you may think it's funny. Oh, he's always saying read the Bible. No, read the Bible. Yes. A lot of us know the, the know the more about the last Marvels movie than this Bible. Come on. I bet you there's people. Oh, I better be careful here. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm not judging you, right? But it's true. That's what reading this brings life into you. If you're feeling down, don't go turn on and watch some sitcom. Turn this on. Right? Because you can. You can even just turn it on. Put it in your ears. There's free apps. It's, it's easy now. Back in the day, it's like, well, I don't have those CDs. No, now you have free apps. You can just push the button and listen to it. I love it. I woke up at like 5.30 this morning. I still wanted to sleep a bit, so I just put my earbuds in and put the word on. Why not? I fell asleep probably in and out because it kept on doing different chapters, so I must have slept somewhere in there. <laughs> but I love it because it's feeding me because my spirit's not sleeping. Your spirit does not sleep. We have to remember that. And your spirit's awake when you're watching crappy movies too. Yeah, yeah. You know. And Jesus is sitting there. Because he actually doesn't leave. Whew. Okay, so there's Nebuchadnezzar. He's the king. Babylon. He's taken like everybody. He's, he's like, uh, I don't know who today. It was like Rome and Greece kind of thing, right? Again, just like the enemy's always doing. He wants one world order. But he actually was very into, this, into spiritual things. He was trying to, he grabbed everybody's gods. He would take over land and would not just take their people, he would take their gods. Because he was actually hungry like the world is. The world is hungry for spiritual things. If you don't know that, check out the latest movies. Honestly, and this is fully, I'm not judging anybody, this is full for real. I'm full, I can't even watch, like, I, I love certain movies. I can't even watch one that just came out because there's way too much spiritual stuff in it. It messed me up. Not that, some people can. Everyone, some people can. I know, oh, I'm not getting controversial, but it's funny because I know great leaders that can watch a certain movie, and I'm not talking about anything with nudity and stuff. That's, hopefully no leaders are watching that. Just be that's, that should be a line somewhere in there, guys. I have no problem saying that, actually. Right, Sharon? Right? Purity. We're a house of holiness. But they'll watch a movie, and they're like, man, that was crazy prophetic movie. Another, person, another line will be like, no, you can't watch it. It was demonic. So everyone, don't judge each other. Let God be the judge. Right? He's upon the, he's upon the throne. He's in the judgment seat, not us. Okay? So Nebuchadnezzar has built a statue, and everyone's supposed to worship it and bow down to it. Doing whatever the world says to do, right? And everything is good if you just go along with the world. Come on, make an analogy here, right? And so we got these three guys that are like, no, we're set apart. We're going after Jesus. We're not going to listen, not out of disobedience to the government, but first out of dis not being disobedient to God. See, we're supposed to listen to the government, but not when it goes against the Lord. And that's why we need discernment. But we do know you do not bow to any other God. Right? So this is where they're at. 
So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods and worship the gold image which I set up? Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of a horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, in sympathy, I'll slow down, sympathy, with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I made good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? That's a pretty tough call. Come on. We're living in an hour and a day. I'm not speaking. I, don't, I actually believe in God's going to do burn revival and things are going to happen. We, but it's a, we're constantly, we've always been living in a day and an hour. That we got to make choices. We have to. We have to choose to know what the Lord God is saying and not to bow down to false gods. Well, we don't have idols. We have idols everywhere, you guys. What are you putting your time to? What, what, is, what is the idol in your life? We have to choose and say, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Oh, but your fiery furnace might actually look like your neighbor's thinking, oh, they, they're uncool. Or your friend's thinking you're uncool. Or you don't, you don't have this or have that. Come on. Isn't it that easy sometimes? It's a mindset. Sometimes we're just doing things because we want to make sure everyone around us thinks we're in a good place. Oh, I need the, the greatest thing. Oh, no, you guys. If it takes away from God, don't do it. It's not against, God. It's not against things. It's about what is God asking you to do. Right? What is he asking you not to bow down to? Even if your flesh wants it. Because I bet you Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's flesh doesn't like the fire. I know I wouldn't. You guys, this stuff, I'll be honest, when I read that, it scares me. Yeah. It scares me because I'm like, wow, what would you do? Yeah. Well, Lord, I'll just bow, but I'm really bound to you. <laughs> come on. Come on. Let's be right. Like, come on. Let's be real. Whew. And I love it. He said, and whose God will deliver you from my hands? That's the question without even people saying it all the time. What God are you serving? When people watch you, are they seeing some ordinary person that's doing extraordinary things and going, they must, what is causing this? And when they meet you and spend time with you, are they realizing what Acts says, that you've been hanging out with Jesus? Has Jesus worn off on you? I want more of that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Oh, I love this. Who do you answer to? Come on, who do you answer to? Other people's opinions or God's opinion of you? Come on. Come on, there's a lot of us. I, I've been there where you, 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 you hold back because you get tired of people calling you too zealous. No, I'm telling you, it's amazing. and uh, It's weird even saying this because we're live right now. But during COVID, it helped me because I started, there's things that I held back specifically with certain people because I'm like, I got tired of being, oh, Kevin's too zealous. Oh, he's always believing the crazy stuff and all this stuff. And guess what? I get feedback. Oh, so-and-so was watching you the other day. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they're like, that, that's amazing. I'm like, what? You guys, I was judging my, I just can't get this. There's. I want to get, make this clear because this is one of those things I talked about last week. This is that veil, that lie. It's me judging myself, believing people were speaking things that they weren't even thinking. Honestly, 
Especially us, like, you guys, there's people wanting you to be the one that stands up in, in, in the, I don't care if, you, if you're around a lot of conservative Christians. Honestly, if they're sick, they want to be healed. Yeah. It doesn't even matter what their theology is. At the end of the day, they'd rather be healed. And we got to stop worrying about offending people in the room over what Jesus is asking us to do. Come on, you don't have, oh, come on. You don't actually, these great books we read. I love it. I was listening to some Smith Wigglesworth stuff this week. And honestly, that man, he's just a man, but he chose not to worry about what people around him thought. He did crazy things. He threw people against walls. He didn't matter. And he did it what the Lord said, even if it sounded crazy. I don't know if you ever heard that one story. He was invited to, uh, to somebody, this, this older lady's house. And she, was, you know, she had a sickness. I don't even remember what it was, but it was quite severe. And, she, and so they brought her in, and her husband was there, was not a believer. He actually mocked the whole thing. And she comes, he comes in with some people, and he lays hands on her, and she gets instantly healed. This is a very fast version of it. It's wonderful, amazing. Guess what? The husband wants to get saved. But guess what Smith says? No! You're not leading you to the Lord. You need to spend the night and get before the, meet your creator, and I'll be back tomorrow. Because God said he wasn't ready, because God says he's just choosing because of what he saw. But he needs to make his real choice. That's crazy. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying that's what he did. <laughs> we got to be careful. Don't build your theology on man, right? But we actually have to burn for him. Again, I wasn't going to share this, but there's something that Smith, too. Oh, you guys, you guys, when I say Smith Wigglesworth, do people know who that is? I'm going to charismatic church. If you don't know, go find some of his old books and stuff. He was a radical, fiery evangelist, healing evangelist that moved in crazy signs and wonders. And it's documented. It's crazy. It awoken cities for the Lord. It's, it's unbelievable. But believable because it was Jesus. But you know what one of his core values was? He hated the devil. Wow, he hated it. Oh, I was listening to it this week, and I was like, oh, even myself, I'm like, ooh, are we allowed to hate the devil? We're not supposed to hate. And I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever thought. Of course we hate the devil. You know that God does. I feel God hates the devil. Because he actually made no way for the devil to be redeemed, you guys. And he hates the fact that he's hitting his children. He hates them. But we, we allow, we actually are more worried and scared of him than we are of, of what God wants to do through us. We have to. We have to be mad at what the devil, because guess what? Sickness is not from God. He comes, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So God doesn't do that stuff. He does that stuff. So we need to tell the devil to back off and put him in his place and actually grow to hate the fact that he shouldn't be allowed in your house. A righteous anger. The, come on, we got to go home and say, Lord, I want the judgments and justice to clean the house of God, uh, this house today. Make it a house of God. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Whew. Get me excited here. Where am I now? <laughs> we have no need to answer. I love that. Again, we don't need to answer. When the enemy lies, don't answer it. We got to stop this self-talk with the dead man. We do it all the time. And we create things that aren't actually happening. You convince yourself that you're weak because it's dumb lying. You guys, this is why it's so important to know the Word of God. Because the Word of God says it that, that, that that's not God's character. Nowhere does He come up and say, hey, you suck. You're weak. You're nothing. Because He actually is Christ in you is the hope of glory. So He's coming with Him. 
and he actually wants to partner with you, and he actually loves it when you get to shine. You know that? Don't worry about, oh, well, people are going to give me credit. He doesn't care because he knows where it's coming from. He knows. You guys, well, yesterday we prayed for this person, and I prayed for them, and I healed the sick. <gasps> I mean, God healed the sick. No, of course he did. You can't do that. But it's okay. We don't have to be so scared. God's actually excited about that. Man. Because in heaven, they're like, hey, Sharon's healing the sick. Jeremy's healing the sick. Does heaven know, oh, wow, is Jeremy the next Messiah? No. We got to break these mindsets and get excited and not be so concerned about how it looks and just go for it. Honestly, I've been around some amazing stuff and watching signs and wonders happen. Like, we sang downstairs this morning this Bethel song. It's like, um, dare to believe. Uh, how, what's basically... How, too good not to believe. And there's everything that that song sings. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm accountable for that. I've watched cancer healed. I've watched cancer come out of somebody. I've watched, uh, I've watched metal disappear. What's the other one? Like, like everything in that song, I'm like, oh. And that's why I get so excited hearing it. And we have to remind ourselves, we've seen it. Let's see it again. Right? And guess what? Some of those things I saw, it wasn't my hands praying for them. But that doesn't matter. I saw it. It was there. God did it. But I get to be in the room. Come on, don't. Yeah. Let's just take the opportunity to pray and believe. Man, we had something cool happen. We're, and we'll pray for him again too. But Vic, Vic comes to our church here. He's, he's actually recovering in the hospital right now. But it was so cool. We're at Winsome. And, okay, I just want to brag on our students. We, we had them give, we had a few of them because we couldn't do all of them have giving out words. So if you missed the graduation, you could add a word. Um, and get this healing words too. Cecilia has a, has, has a, a vision or dream or something. She just really clearly hears somebody with the heart. Well, she doesn't know that we had just been talking like a half, just before this, the meeting started because we were in information. John and Lone were getting information with Vic was literally code blue with a heart issue. So she says that, and instantly we knew what that was. So what did we do? We stopped the meeting and prayed for him. And guess what? Things changed. They got back to us. Right? That's just making facts here. They got back to us. Something changed. They still didn't have surgery, but what that, that situation totally changed instantly. We have to even send, I think we sent a clip, a video clip of us praying. It's amazing. But you got to stop and do what God's saying to do. But we have to have to believe. Because we didn't have to listen to Code Blue. We listened to what God was doing. Right? Come on. We have to. We got to switch the channel to God. God TV. There's a plug right there. Come on, some of us need to switch it and get it over and get our mindsets on what he is doing. We've got to testify and start thanking him. You know, that's a big key, just in praying for anything. Lord, I thank you already for the breakthrough. Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened yet. That's those word of faith stuff. Guess what? It did in the spirit because he already paid for the price. And I don't want my, this is, this is my, pers- my personal view. I don't want, I actually don't even believe in the, natu- the, the perfect healing. Well, they died and they had the perfect healing. No! That's not healing. That's dying. That's going from glory to glory. I want to see, I want to push ourselves to see today. Come on. I want to see extended life. I don't want to live in that natural realm. Man, I got some older people in here. I want to hit that 120. Come on. The Joshua generation. Oh, that's foolish. You're zealous. Yeah, I am. I want us to start expecting that. Why not? 
Come on. I love it. Bill Johnson years ago put his foot down and said, this is going to be a cancer-free zone. And they've been beat up and smashed over it and ridiculed over it, but they're still standing and they're seeing cancer healed. Not be, everybody isn't, but tons of testimonies are. It's not our job. It's his. And I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. I've had great friends pass away. I've had people that haven't been healed. But I'm not going to live on and camp that in that, in that park. Forget it. I'm going to camp on what God is doing. And he says in the word that he paid for all our sins. Psalms 103, he paid for everything. Wow, this is all over the place. Um, uh, don't know where I am. Um, if that is the case, oh uh, boy. We have no need to answer if that is the case of God whom we served is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, oh God. I love that. That's faith right there, right? Guess what? It hadn't happened yet, but they declared it. And I love the second part. But if not... But if it doesn't happen, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up for us. Come on, they were ready to die on that hill. See, a lot of us are dying on hills that were never meant to be died on. That is the hill you die on. Is when God says it, you do it. You do not bow to the enemy. Come on. Then let's see what happens here. Verse 19, the Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. Come on, that's the world right there. Come on, people are going to get mad at you. People are going to get mad at you when you're like, even, I'll tell you, there's, there's believers going to get mad at you when you say, no, I'm believing. But be, I, I do want to throw this out here. Be careful with your language of how you do it because we're not in a battle with them. And just say, yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm believing. And, and sometimes, honestly, we get into this thing, well, no, I don't have cancer. Well, okay, like, so you're healed. Well, no. Uh, somebody was, uh, Randy Clark was sharing this. He was in a meeting once, and he was in a Word of Faith church. And he gets up right now, and he's like, who believe, who right now is sick? Because he wants to pray for the sick. And no one moves. And he's like, whoa, okay. Okay, anyone that has any sickness in the room? And, he, and no one did. And he's like, wow, you guys are the healthiest church I've ever met. It's a big church, right? And then he clued, and he's like, oh. So right now, who was healed 2,000 years ago on the cross, but still hasn't seen the fullness of it yet. 80% of the room stands up, right? But it's true, right? I get it. It's a contention. The, the, the Word of God's a contention. It's not a lack of doubt to say, no, I need a healing, but I'm standing on truth that God's going to make it through no matter what if I, either I go in the furnace or I don't. Right? He, so the, uh, he spoke and commanded that he heat this furnace seven times. Oh, the, the enemy doesn't, he, he wants to hit you right when you're down, eh? More than it originally is heated, and he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them in the burning fiery furnace. Then these, men, then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their garments and were cast in the midst of the fiery, burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Isn't it funny how the devil doesn't look after their own? Come on, the enemy doesn't. I'm telling you here right now, if you're not a Christian and do not know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you need to get to know him. Because in the family of God, we look after each other. The world's not going to look after you. So, this is good. 
So they did. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Man, the other day I read that, I'm like, why did they fall down, God? I always picture them as a kid, right? They just walk in. Fire, man. No, but sometimes we, have, we get thrown. And that can't discourage you. Because who knows, when you're being thrown, sometimes that's when your doubt starts coming in. Who is counselors? Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? The answer said to the king, true, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Okay, first of all, that's the world saying that. What's back to Acts? They've been with Jesus. Jesus showed up, the fourth man. He showed up. Guess what happens when the fourth man shows up? You don't just survive. You get something burned off of you. You guys, when you're thrown in the fire and you're with, this, with Jesus, he protects you, but he actually also destroys what was around you, bounding you. Some of us need to let Jesus burn off the ropes. Some of us have been feel so familiar with the ropes around us that at least we step in. But he says in... Uh, Hebrews 12, 30, sorry, the last verse in Hebrews 12, that, Jesus, that God is a consuming fire. Yeah. And, and not this is a different fire, but God is a consuming fire. But he actually wants to burn away the things that are not of him. Yeah. But some of us are too worried that we don't get close enough because we get scared because we have a theology that he's dangerous. Hey, I have a fear of God, but it's a good fear of God. Man, I, I, I have a fear of him that I don't want to hurt his heart. I have a fear of him that he really can do whatever he wants, and I know that. That's true. I want to be on his good books, but guess what? He says I am. When he looks at me, he gets excited. He doesn't look at me and say, hey, he didn't do that, he didn't do that, he didn't do that. He actually says, you're probably, the Holy Spirit, he loves bragging on us. Come on. Some of us need to hear that. Come on. Jesus. Oh, I love this. When we stand up for the kingdom of God, things happen. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, and the satrap, ministrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whose body the fire had no power. So they've already declared that that must be God in there. And now they have declared that they, they, they see that their gods, their issues, their things have no power compared to the one true God. You guys, that's your, we are his representative on heaven, on earth, and heaven. Okay, we're seated in heavenly places, you guys. We're his ambassadors. I've taught this many times. You're an ambassador, which means you actually carry heaven. Your passport is actually, some of us need to remind us, your passport, wherever you were born, your birth, birthplace actually says heaven in the spirit. Before any place here, we need to remember that. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him. And they, had, and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve no worship or nor worship any god except their own. Therefore, before I read this, you guys, God loves to use you and show you off. He wants, I'm speaking to you guys back to those who, wherever you're working, wherever you, whatever you do during the week, 
you're, if you're, you're a stay-at-home mom, those when you go pick up your kids and, and, and at the sports places, people should see you're different. You carry something different. You have heaven around you. People get excited. They have faith. When you leave you, get away from you, they were like, I want to get back. What was different? It happens. I'll brag a little bit. It's funny. I have some neighbors that literally, whenever they're frustrated, they come over to my house. It's crazy. Ask Dean. These guys, he came the other day just to drop something off, and he's like, what? Your neighbors just keep on coming out to see you. I'm like, yes. Why? Because they want hope. And we speak life over them. And they know where we stand. Come on. One of them would, I believe he, I want to believe he's safe. One of them, because he, he knows some things. But I just think, Lord, get him in. Right? But it's interesting. They don't live that lifestyle. But guess what? When they aren't doing well, we even get phone calls. Donald, we get a phone Hey, can you pray for me? That's our neighbor right next to us. Right? Because they see something different. But that's him, not us. It's him. All the glory goes to him, right? But I chose to live that way. Come on. I've chose to, on my day off, tired, getting the phone call. Hey, Kevin, I can't use, he's an older guy. I can't figure out my iPad. Oh, boy, here goes another two hours. (laughs) But you you choose because I want to see him make it to heaven. I want to see him in heaven. Right? It's worth it. But some of us need to choose to be inconvenienced. Because it's not when you realize what you're living for. Come on. You realize that, oh, it's an inconvenience to stop and give somebody a word. No, it isn't. That's your nature. If it is, you've got to start changing something. That's just part of who you are. Okay. Where am I? Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language that speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces, and their houses shall be made as ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this than the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. God just got all the glory. He, man, he did, we did a law in Canada like that. I'll take that. Who's willing to go to the fiery furnace for it, though? Right? Who's going to stir up and who's going who's gonna to be those who are willing to say, I'm going to give everything in and trust that my God, no matter what happens, is going to prevail? Come on. Come on. That's how you shift a nation. It is. I won't get into it, but we had an amazing, uh, Fatine was here on Thursday night. Uh, you can watch it. I won't get into it. But that, she's basically just saying, do something. Like, it's great we talk about it and get frustrated with things around us, but just do something. Time flies. Okay, let's get that then. Um, so if God knew, so if we're set up and we're, we have these opportunities, we have to believe that we're actually set on this earth for this time. Right? Do we realize that? Like, some of us need to break this mentality. Even, I, I really don't care about your eschatology. I really don't. You believe whatever you want to do. But if you're just believing that you're just going to get out, Stop it. Because it makes because in history the church dies when we just want to just rapture out. You're supposed to be rapturing in and out of heaven every day. That's what the word says. I love the study what Jeremy was bringing up. We have the Jacob's ladder. Jesus becomes the Jacob's ladder. If you study it, we become Jacob's ladder. He ascends and descends. We have heaven over us constantly. Right? No, we need to change some understanding that I'm speaking this. And I may 
beat this thing over the head. But when you walk in a room, if you even just picture that, you've got angels ascending and descending. And guess what? The more you do in the spirit realm, you see this, the more you do, the more will show up. Because they have a purpose. We have to realize there's a spiritual atmosphere and angels actually have a purpose and they're to do the work of the kingdom. But guess what? You have to step out. Because of free will, he gave you the key. So start making room. Put yourself into places that God needs to show up. That's why we say when you go out in the streets and stuff, you see way more because it's easier because you're putting yourself out there and it's like, oh boy. God's like, that's my reputation. It's not your reputation. He loves to show up. His goodness. Ephesians 1, 4 says, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He chose you. Each one of you chose. So we need to choose to be that light. It says in uh, Matthew, oh, actually I'm going to skip that too. No, no, Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. Can I get some keys? A light on the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Come on. You are the light of the world. Look at your neighbor and say, you are the light of the world. Now look at yourself and say, I'm the light of the world. I can feel some of those religious spirits leaving the room. No, no, it's not me. It's him. It's me. No, I can't be light. He's light. No, you are. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that you may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew, the same verses in the uh, Passion Translation. Your lives light up the world. We need light. Okay, remember I talked about how we hate the devil and he sucks? Guess what? There's no darkness. It's just, darkness is just the abs- absence of light. So if you're like, oh, there's darkness here. No, no, that means you're, you're paying attention to it. Because if you're light and you walk in the room, the darkness goes. As soon as that light switch comes on, darkness goes. Because it never existed. It's just the absence of light. So we need to realize we are the light. Some of us, some of us are like, oh, I need a breakthrough in my family and my kids. We'll choose to turn on the light. Come on. I think Stephanie Frizzle, I forget her new name, Gritchinger or something like that. I love her song. I guess that's one of my favorite songs. It's like, she sings, you can't turn off the light on the inside. Come on, if you feel darkness around you, you can't turn off the light on the inside. If you choose to be, say, I'm on, you can't be affected by anything else. Come on, we need to choose to be the light of the world. Are your lives light up the world? For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? Come on, and and who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's a place where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Come on, I even just felt the... I get it. We, there's, we, we have our secret places. You know, we've talked in the closet. But some of us need just to, just to be that fire that other people can see. Some of us need to stop worrying about offending their family because you're going after too much of Jesus. There's not too much of Jesus, you guys. If every time somebody brings up an issue and you say, I got the answer, it's Jesus, and they get mad, keep doing it. Because once they realize it's real, they're going to go back to you. 
Because things change when you invite Jesus into your life. When you hang out with Jesus, people see the change. You become the light. You guys want to stand? I'm going to let you out of here. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to the, your Father in heaven. Come on, we need to choose to let our, sh our light shine out of passion. If, if you're not passionate, choose to be passionate. Choose to stir yourself up. Come on, we're so worried in the church. Oh, we don't want to tell people to stir it up because it's building up emotion. No, you choose to. You choose to. When you wake, woke up this morning, you chose to have a thought pattern. You chose to believe that it was worth coming to church today. Because you chose. It's the same way you can choose right now and say, oh, Holy Spirit, I want more. I choose to be the light. I Lord, I want you to light me up in such a way. Oh, this is going to offend some people. That the world will come and see you burn. Come on. You. Yeah, you. He wants to light you up in a way that the world will come and watch you burn. And as you burn, others will come. It's just, a, it's just what happens. It will grow. This place, if we choose to be true lights in this region, if we all do, not just a few of us, not just our students from Winsome, but every one of us, you're going to watch this place be filled with people. Oh, you want more people? Yes, I do. I want to... A house full of world changers because we're an apostolic center. We're just going to be sending them out. We need, to have, we need so many people. I want to see this region changed. We want to see this region changed, right? And Canada and all over the place. I love what happened in Mexico, but I want it here. Come on, first Jerusalem. We have to expect that God wants to come with his presence. Lord, what do you want to do? We have to work. Maybe just the worship team. Let's just worship. If you guys want to want to go, I just feel like those that just want to. I'm not going to pray for you. Well, we're going to pray over you, but just before the Lord, because that's where you get your fire from. I'm going to open up the altars. We have a prayer team, but just just if anyone just wants to respond and just say, "I want more. I want more of you, Jesus." I want to be a light that touches people. I want to have a mindset that expects to see heaven on earth. Just come on up as we just come with expectation. Just coming together and say, we're going to change the world for you, Jesus. We're world changers. Come on. It doesn't mean that you're not on fire, just wanting more. we got to be okay with just saying, I want more. we got to be okay with praying those old Pentecostal prayers. More, Lord. Come on. We're so concerned with another word, a prophetic word. I need this, I need this. God knows your needs. Just let, set yourself on fire. Be like the disciples waiting in the upper room, just saying, Lord, I want to be touched. Because once they're touched, they get activated. So, Lord, we just thank you for this, this day. Lord, we thank you that your kingdom's at hand. It is here. And, Lord, I just thank you for the breakthrough that's in the room. Lord, I thank you for your passion, your excitement, Lord God, that is upon us. I thank you that we're in a season where your, your grace is upon us with hunger for more, Lord God. Search our hearts, oh God, because we want to be known by you. We want to be the light of the world, Lord Jesus. 
We want to be what you've called us. We want to live up to the expectations of heaven. Lord, I thank you right now that heaven is in this place right now. Lord, I just thank you, Lord God. Yeah, even right now, even as you're coming up, I just believe that there's miracles in this room. I just feel his presence. Lord, I declare those judgments and justices over our lives right now. Come on, if you need a breakthrough right now, come on, there's, we've got to have that mindset. God can do something in a moment. If you need that, just tell him right now. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you that your blood's enough. Thank you that your blood's enough, Lord Jesus. Send your fire, Lord. Send your fire, Lord, to Jesus. Light us up, Lord God. We, Lord, make us the light of the world. Come on. Well, we're going to open this up. We're going to bless you guys. We send you forth to go forth. In Jesus' name, have an incredible week. Again, the 11th, I think it is June 11th, we have Chris Mathis here. It's going to be incredible. If you don't know him, it's from Summit Church in Alberta carries revival. He carries a, a real strength bringing it to the church, to the body. He has a very big passion, a very hard passion for the, the, the body of Christ. So come out, bring your friends. It's going to be incredible. Thank you, Jesus.